Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Kathleen Donnelly Israel, who is the author of Wisdom on the Camino, a spiritual journey sharing forgiveness and possibilities to inspire the rest of your life. Kathleen, how are you doing? I'm good. Very happy to be here. And we're happy to have you. We like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Oh, gee, for fun. I like to sew. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've always liked to sew. I wanted to be a fashion designer when I was uh, when I was a kid, but I ended up being a graphic designer instead. Um, um, anyway, long story, long story long. <laughs> and gotcha. and um, so, um, you know, I'm a grandma. I got 11 grandkids and and so I, I love to talk with them and um I I have friends I go to the movies with them and (laughs) I ever actually never went to the movies I got a new friend she likes to go to the movies so I go to the movies now yeah what's uh what's the most recent movie you've seen oh my gosh I saw the one about Spielberg the one by Spielberg about Spielberg Um, oh gotcha starts with an f the something family Google, you know, Bigelder. I don't know. It, it was a great movie, and and on New Year's we went and saw Whale, which was really amazing. Um, such so well done. Oh my gosh, <laughs> breathtaking. I love and, it. Uh, yeah. So awesome. I'm an artist. I I'm an artist, so I love art of all forms. Okay. Music and video and art art. <laughs> Gotcha. So you love art. You love to sew. You ended up being a graphic designer. Now you're kind of retired from that and you're doing your beat. You're an author and yeah. you have 11 grandchildren, five children. Is that right? That's right. Five, five children. <laughs> we thought we might like to have nine children. When we got to four, we were like, oh man, this is a lot of work. Yeah. So <laughs> we decided to stop at four, but our son wanted a brother. So we tried again and God was good. Thank you, God. We got another boy, so we didn't have to try again. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Well, tell us a little bit about your motivation. Why, um, what gets you up and keeps you going every day? Why write the books? I have, you know, um, well, my husband was ill. He was ill for like 17 years. And um, I had to be home for a long, a lot of those years. And I studied online with a bunch of enlightened thought leaders. And I, I got some pretty great philosophies and uh, I just want to share my philosophies about forgiveness and the possibilities that exist for us in our lives at all times. Um, so that's my, that's my motivation actually. And I'm studying, I'm studying um, real estate. So I, cause I have this big dream that I would love to live by the ocean. And so 
uh, I got to make that happen. It's not, you know, I know God is my supply, but <laughs> I think he needs some work done by me here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God is your supply, but faith without works is dead. So Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So you're studying real estate because you want to live by the ocean. Yeah. You're writing books to share everything you learned when studying with those enlightened thought leaders. Yeah. Perfect. Well, tell us a little bit about forgiveness, because that is a hard concept, especially for people like me. I'm fairly young. There's still a lot of people I need to forgive in my life. And I've struggled yeah. to like genuinely forgive them. You know, I can like I'm a bit more friendly with them, but I feel like part of me still holds on to some of that anger or sadness or hurt that they caused me. So kind of walk us through forgiveness. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm going to start at the beginning, all right? Yep. Uh, okay, so I think, I think, I don't know if this is revealed to me or if I just made it up. I don't know. But anyway, I think that before I came in here as a human, I was out in the universe with God. And I was a low vibrational spirit. And I wanted to raise my vibration because, you know, God has a really high vibration, and if you have a high vibration, it's easier to be close to God. I know God reaches out to us, but it's easier for us to be close to God if we have a high vibration. And so I wanted to raise my vibration so I could be close to God. And um, and I heard that if you go into the earth as a human, you can raise your vibration. And the way you do that is with unconditional love. <laughs> so um, So anyway... God let me come in to be a human. And uh, even when I arrived, before I arrived, I I was attracting adversity with my low vibration. So there I was, I was born, I was born into this family. Oh my gosh. You know, my father was an alcoholic, rageaholic, child molester. And my mother basically was not paying attention just so she could survive, right? And so... Um, Anyway, I grew up, noticed that my life was hard and, um, and I, um, you know, I just, you know, I just thought good things just didn't happen to me. That's what I thought. I'm like, I don't get good things. You know, I saw everybody else getting good things and there I was attracting all this awful stuff, my low vibration. So I just kind of lived my life that way. Um, but you know what? I, I'm pretty sure that my spirit still remembered that it wanted to raise my vibration. And so, um, and then God was very helpful, sent me all these teachers to help me. Um, I wish I had learned it younger, so I wouldn't have had to go through all that stuff. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, it's a good thing that I figured it out. Um, so, um, so there's this prayer I mean, so many things, but there's this prayer. It's a Hawaiian healing technique for the family. It's called Ho'oponopono. Have you heard of that? I've not. Okay, so the prayer is, um, I love you, which is, I love God. God loves me. God loves that other person. The other person loves God. And if you can say it, you say, I love that other person. But if you can't, you don't have to. Um, I love you. I'm sorry. And it's not I'm sorry I did anything, but I'm sorry the situation exists between us. And then please forgive me. And it's not forgive me because I did something, but please forgive me for what's going on in me that caused me to attract this. 
So I had that low vibration that was bringing all this in, you know? So please forgive me for what's going on in me that caused me to attract this. And then thank you for showing me this so I could heal. Because if I didn't have this hurt inside of me, I couldn't see where I needed to heal. So thank you for showing me this so I could heal. And then the big I love you. I love God. God loves me. God loves the other person. The other person loves God. And maybe by that time you can say I, I love them. Um, and they love me. Um, but the, the thing is that acknowledging that I brought all this in with my low vibration um, helps me to forgive them and really you know what I don't even need to forgive them anymore because I just I know I understand it's like Jesus said forgive them they don't know what they're doing you know they're just doing what they do and I have this brokenness in me that got hurt by them and if I take responsibility for that hurt inside of me that got triggered like we you know we push each other's buttons that's what we do here and um, and the other thing is, um, okay, so unconditional love, you can't even do that without adversity because it's easy to love the people that love us. But unconditional love is what we do with those other people that hurt us and the people we don't appreciate, the people that are like doing the taboo things or whatever they're doing that's, you know, messing things up for us. So, um, so anyway, <laughs> that's, that's how I figured it out. And um, that's why I don't even need to forgive anybody anymore. And the other thing is, the cool thing is that I am not a victim anymore. And, um, and I am attracting in good things. Here I am with you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I am attracting in good things now that I figured it out. So like, you know, I think crummy things sometimes too. And I'd be bringing in like every time, like I stub my toe, I'm like, ah, what was I thinking that brought that in, you know, and um, car accident, things like that. They just come in when you're you've got this low vibration going on. And then I'll be like, ah, what was I thinking that brought that in? Because sometimes I, I do think about the crummy things that happened to me and it's not helpful yeah you know i think it is i think it is um you know kind to listen to another people's sad story that's a kind thing to do but um it's not helpful for them to say their sad story because it just makes it more real yeah you know? and um and we are namers as people, as humans, we are namers. We name things. And like, you know, God had them name the animals and things like that. Yep. We are namers. And if we are going to be saying things that are negative, then we are naming what we want to come into us. That's yep. not that's not really what we want, but we don't know that maybe sometimes, you know. No, it's so facts. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I I love that you say that because a lot of people will kind of hear about the power of life and death is in the tongue, or they'll hear about the law of attraction. They'll hear about just all these things, vibrational energy, and they'll say, "Well, I don't think that works. I don't think that works." And it works. 
it works. And not only does it work, but your life is the evidence for it working. Like, look at the things you say and then look at how you feel and look at how your life is and then look at the things that happen to you. And you're probably neglecting the fact that it works because you're not willing to take responsibility for it. Or you just don't know how to do it. Exactly. You don't know how important it is. You, You know... I, I did not know that it was not helpful to say my sad story. I used to tell my sad story. People were so kind to listen to me every once in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people wouldn't have it. You know, they're like, ah, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, what do you think? Um, we've kind of talked about dreams and goals a little bit, living by the ocean with real estate. What are some mm-hmm. other dreams or goals I that you know. have for your life? Oh my gosh, I always wanted to do cross country skiing. And guess what? I'm going. I just figured I'm not getting any younger. Now is the time. So I I'm going to Vermont in February and I'm gonna go cross country skiing. There we go. There we go. And that's so, <laughs> like in the next month or two. Yeah, I finally I finally decided. You know, I don't think you should wait any longer, Kathleen. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. There we go. So we got live by the ocean, cross country skiing in February of 2023. Any other things you want to mention? Oh, what do I want? You know, I, about that living by the ocean, that is said, oh, you know what I would really like? Hmm. So I'm doing this real estate thing and I, I might be successful. Who knows? you know, and you will be. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so um, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. After I get my home with a view of the ocean, the rest of my money is going to go to provide homes for the homeless. But I don't want to say that because it feels selfish. You know, I, I feel like maybe I should go with the homes for the homeless first. But anyway, that's why I'm doing it in the first place. And then I, and then, you know, we'll see what God has in store for me, but <laughs> I got you. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what they need, you know, and I have a, I have a goddaughter who is getting her PhD right now and she's really into, you know, the plight of the homeless. So I think maybe she could help me with that when I get there. And also there's some organizations in San Diego that like um, I rent my rooms out in my house. And one time uh, this guy who was a veteran, he needed a room and there was an organization in San Diego that actually um, uh, provided, I mean, he lived in a home, I guess, you know, a home for people that have trouble and um he had to find a place to live and also they were training him to be a welder. And so he was going to get the, they were going to get him a job and he was going to have a place to live. And I'm thinking maybe that organization might be something I could work with, you know, in providing the home. home. I don't know how it's going to look. Anyway, that's, that's my, that's my dream. That's not selfish. (laughs) I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Tell us about the real estate thing. Are you wholesaling? Are you doing Airbnb arbitrage? Are you buying up properties for the long term well, hold? You know, 
I think the 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 main thing for me was you you know you're gonna have to get a lot of money in order to live with a view of the ocean. I don't need to live close to the ocean. I just want to see it. Yeah. And um, and uh, so I'm just gonna need a bunch of money for that. And I thought, yeah, it's the pro wholesaling thing. Pro wholesaling. Yeah. There we go. There we so go. I, um, so um, that's that's the plan. And so now I'm studying that. I love it. I love it. And you are so far ahead of a lot of beginner wholesalers because you're already doing real estate in that you're renting out the rooms in your house. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. I don't have to be poor. Like my (laughs) husband died and I don't have to be poor because I've got rooms in my house that I can rent out. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Well, awesome. Are you just curious and then we'll get off the wholesaling stick. Are you... (laughs) Are you doing direct mail? Are you doing texting? Are you doing cold calling? How are you marketing for the wholesale properties? Are you doing auctions? Okay, so I am in training, right? As gotcha. a pro wholesaler. Uh, so the deal is, um, I forget the name of the company. Uh, it's here. Anyway, um, I I am going to learn to be a friend to the people, the real estate people who need to, you know, um, process or sell these uh, dilapidated homes. I'm going to be a friend to them. And then I'm going to be a friend to the people that want to buy those houses who have the, who have the big bucks. Mm -hmm. And so um, between being their friend and their friend, I'm going to be able to um, get the houses over here uh and uh get them to have them so that it will all work yeah yeah you're gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a part my company's name is um keegley (laughs) huh is it keegley no my company i i had to get an llc and everything man i'm i'm just like you know shaking in my boots here yeah but um no uh it um so my my company name is going to be Shirley Home Partners, S-U-R-E-L-Y, Shirley Home Partners. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I just thought Shirley was a was a friendly name. I don't know, like sure it's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Hey, you're gonna do great. It's a great business model. And as long as you stay the course and you stay consistent with it, you'll blow up. But I'm going to be, I have to just be their friend and notice what needs to happen and um, make sure everybody's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And everybody will love me and they will (laughs) give me deals. (laughs) It's true. It's true. If you can give them the money and help them close their deals, those wholesalers bring them to you. Well, awesome. Any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about before we move on? Dreams and goals. Gosh, I would, you know what? Um, I would love to have a personal assistant. Mm-hmm. And you have to have money for that too. So, um, because I am really messy. And <laughs> I got you. And I, I need somebody to just make everything not messy for me. Yeah. So that would make me happy. Actually, I think about that. I think about that and I'm like, my son has a personal assistant. I mean, if my son can do it, I can do it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hey, it's true. It's true. 
especially once you get your wholesaling thing going it's a personal assistant will be easy to hire out yeah yeah right and and then i can just change their life and when they get too um when they get too good at it then they can move on and i can train somebody else yeah absolutely yeah well, awesome. What are the top one to two skills that you need to develop right now to make these dreams and goals come true? Uh, I need to go to, I need to go to bed at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a skill. I did it once this week. How, uh, how late do you usually go to sleep if it's not nine? Oh man. I, uh, one, no, really. Um, if I get to bed by if I get to bed by 11, then I can get up at seven. So uh -huh. that that's used to be my sanity. But now I realize that if I do a bunch of self-care stuff, I will be better off. But I got to get up early to do those self-care things. So so that's why I need to go to bed at nine o'clock, nine yeah. to five. I get up at five, do my five rights, um, write in my journal, take my MMS, uh, you know, I, I've just got these um, things that I do for myself. And, um, and you know, what goes along with going to bed at nine o'clock, I have to take my shower at eight because it takes me an hour to get to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that is really hard. But you know what, if I eat my dinner at six, and then I clean up, I'm, I'm all done by, by eight. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that really is the the hard part. It's like once you start like going to sleep at nine, that doesn't sound too bad. But then it's like, oh, I need to get ready for bed. And then I have to push dinner back. And then it's like, well, right when I get off of work, I'm cooking dinner and then I'm showering <laughs> and then I'm going to sleep and then I'm waking up to repeat. And that type of grind can get a lot of people because I'm similar. I'll wake up at 530 and I'll just go to sleep at 11. And so that's also not healthy, right? Like six so and a half. Well, hours. you're young. I've got this old brain I got to take care of. Yeah. 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 And no, yeah. I like, I want to take care of my brain too. I don't feel good when I get six hours of sleep, but it's like the waking up early is important, but the sleep is also important, but I like having my leisure time in the evening. So it's just a hard. Well, hard yeah, time. but you know what I do with my leisure time? I play my little games. I play solitaire and I play, you know, these other games that are really fun and, and they just eat up my life. Yeah. So uh, if I want to be a pro wholesaler and I want to write my book, I need to, I need to be nice to myself and do those self-care things and, you know, be okay. But Absolutely. if you're getting up, if you get up early to do self-care, like it's like you're doing like uh, the entertainment thing in the evening, maybe that's self-care. Um, maybe a different kind of self-care happens in the morning. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've heard some people like they'll get up and their mind is most clear in the morning. So they'll do their work first. And so like even being a pro wholesaler, it's like maybe you're reaching out to 50 other wholesalers who are on the acquisition side. So you reach out to 50 between five and eight and you start your self-care at eight and you go to 11 and all of your work is basically done for the day, you know, and it's only 11 a.m. And so then you have time to where I've heard write your people. book in the afternoon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then you write your book for two hours and it's only 1 p.m. And now you have seven hours of that leisure time, but it feels better because you've accomplished so much. And so yeah. you can choose to work more or you can choose to do the leisure. But getting out of bed at 5 a.m. is no easy task. 
<laughs> so yeah, but you know what? I can, you know, when I go to bed at one, I have a hard time sleeping. But if I go to bed at nine, I don't have a hard time sleeping. It's really strange. Really? That is yeah, strange. Very, very strange. I thought that was strange. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, the way I used to do it, I would go to bed and one night I wouldn't sleep all night hardly. And the next night I was so blankety blank tired that I slept the next night, but it was like I was sleeping every other night, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's not good. I got you. Well, what are the highest impact daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals? Yeah. Doing what I should do. I mean, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I've got it all. It's all on my phone. My phone will go bleep and, you know, it's do your five rides bleep, uh, you know, study wholesaling bleep, you know, do your writing. Um, I gotcha. So it's like, write the book, do the wholesaling and do the morning routine. Yeah, just, and, um, and then I've got, you know, I've got a couple of hours in between, like from 11 to 12, I'm supposed to shop and cook. And so I don't shop every day. So it's either shop or cook, I guess, Yep. you know, but that's probably not enough time. So I can use my lunch time to shop or something. I don't know. You know, write it down anyway. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You can just tag along with your schedule. For sure. For sure. Well, what character trait do you most need to develop right now to make your dream life come true? Um, character trait, I don't know, um, character, like, um, um, like, um, like, I'm compuls- okay. oh, no, go for it. Go for no, it. No, tell me, tell me, please. <laughs> I was gonna say character traits, like patience, discipline, focus, oh, consistency, oh. accountability. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, the unconditional love is a character trait that's going to really help me because when I'm feeling like a victim, I'm, I am stopped, you know, I, I can't do it when I'm a victim. So the unconditional love and realizing that God loves me. um, I mean, if I, if I really realized how much God loves me as much as God loves me, I wouldn't need people to say the right thing all the time, you know? And uh, so just um, character trait, faith, I don't know. I love those two. Those are two really good ones, actually. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and it could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals, who would that person be and how would they help you? Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, when you said that, I think how you know, can I afford to talk to this person? (laughs) (laughs) Like how much do they charge? (laughs) I gotcha. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, I would like to meet, um, my, I, you know, if people asked me that before it was the queen, I would like to meet the queen of England, uh, not Great Britain, not England, but you know, um, she's gone now. Um, but um, I would like to meet um, Brene Brown. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I would like to, and um, I, I would like to meet um, Byron Katie. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 
Byron Katie and Brene Brown. Yeah. There we go. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Uh, well, I, there's, I mean, there's so much there's, I mean, my favorite book is my book, yep. <laughs> No, but, <laughs> but, um, that was so much fun to write. I mean, really, uh, and, um, well, I, I, um, well, I, you know, Brene Brown is, is an author and I don't know the names of her books. I mean, I probably have three of them. But um, uh, yeah, um, um, yeah. Renee Brown's of, books. Yeah, I think so. I think she she talks about um, vulnerability, and I used to think that vulnerability, a person like me, you couldn't expect them to be vulnerable. Like I had to protect myself all the time. Uh, but you know what? Vulnerability is where it's at. Yeah. It's where the creative space is. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Does she have any like um, kind of tips, tricks, advice on how to become more vulnerable, how to embrace vulnerability? <laughs> oh, gosh. That you remember. Maybe I know she has them. Maybe you don't remember them. Well, I don't know if she has them, but she seems like the type of person who would. Yeah, she's like pointing out how important it is. Mm -hmm. And when I think of the vulnerability um, that I express because I read about that, um, I think of, um, okay, so something happens and I am mortified. I mean, oh my gosh. And then I say to myself, okay. Something happened and it wasn't good, but you know what? Congratulations for being out there because you could have stayed home all day long and nothing bad would have happened. You were out there. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. You are my hero, Kathleen. Mm. And that's it. That's what I, you know, I, I mean, I've had some really awful things happen to me that were like, oh my God, I can't. I can't live because this happened, you know, and, um, and that, then that's what I say to myself, you know, congratulations. Um, I honor my valiant spirit who is willing to be out there doing really crazy things that are embarrassing. And I, I need to do that because that's what happens when you're out there and yay, I'm out there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And what is one way you'd like to take care of yourself? I would like to take a bath, <laughs> yeah. not a shower, a bath, sit there in the tub with candles. Uh, you know, that's yeah, it. Would you, would you use a bath bomb? No, I mean, ladies can't do that. I mean, we get infections and things like that. If we, oh. I mean, I'm always afraid of that kind of stuff. I mean, the doctors told me that if you don't want to have an infection, don't use anything in the tub. But, um, you Not know, even like, like Epsom salt. Yeah. So I put Epsom salts. I put two. Oh, my gosh. I mean, really, two cups of Epsom salts and one cup of baking soda. You get the big bag at Costco. Yeah. And uh, 
I couldn't believe they wanted me to put two cups of Epsom salts. I'm like, no, I put a half a cup. No, put two cups. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that because I, I went to this um, you know, this clinic and they do natural healing. And that's what they told me. I'm just like, eh. so um, there you go. If you don't do it every day, I guess it you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is one? action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet Brene Brown or Byron Katie. Oh my gosh. Well, um, I could, I could, um, I could, I could go online and find out where they're speaking and I could sign up and go to it. Mm. Yeah. Um, actually have met, uh, I haven't met her, but I went to one of Byron Katie's things because uh, I teach breathing. I teach transformational breathing and Judith Kravitz, our mentor, uh, is friends with her. And so I went with Judith to one of her things. And, I got you. But I, I didn't meet her. But to meet her, I, I could probably just be bold <laughs> and yep. put my face in her face or something. I don't know. You could. You could do that. <laughs> So then I uh, could forgive myself <laughs> and tell myself I'm uh you know I'm proud of myself or something. <laughs> so are you going to do it? Are you gonna go online, figure out where they're speaking and go? Uh no, because I'm busy studying real estate and writing my book. I mean, I need to focus here. There we but, go. I mean, focus. I could do yeah, I could do that next year. <laughs> yes. I love I'm sure the they'll answer. still be alive and I might be too. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, we got our final series <clears throat> of questions now, <clears throat> and these can get a bit personal. So oh. if you don't want to answer them, feel free to say, I'm a pass. And I'll be like, okay, cool. All right. So the first question is, what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life, if any? Oh, which one? My my girlfriend is always pointing them out to me. Um. Uh, uh, well, I, I am a foodaholic. Like when I get stressed out, I like go and eat a potato or something, you know, because I want a allow... whole potato. Yeah. Yesterday I've got red on my eyes. I don't know if you can see it. <clears throat> I, yesterday I got stressed out. I ate a sweet potato and that didn't do it. I mean, with lots of butter. And then I, uh, ate a, a white potato, you know, with brown around it. <laughs> And, um, and it ruined my body, but I was, I just, I won't allow myself to eat flour and sugar. So that was my, um, <clears throat> that was what I did to, and it really ruined my face. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, so, um, uh, that's my limiting belief that I'm a, <clears throat> a foodaholic because when I get stressed out, I go to the food. Where do you think that comes from? Oh, my girlfriend told me, you know, she said it was like 37. I mean, she knows this. I don't know this stuff, but she knows this stuff. Um, 37 generations ago, some guy in Ireland, you know, had his heart broken or something and he went to the drink and I have it in me to uh, be, uh, um, you know, uh, have a holic at the end of things in my life. I gotcha. I gotcha. So not even like your childhood, but like just generational 
kind of curse vibes. Yeah, that's what she said. And she like actually cured me like two days ago. She cured me. And then I went and ate that potato and I'm those potatoes. And I was just like, well, I hope that didn't. I hope that wasn't part of that, that it wasn't true that she cured me because I'm really looking forward to not being like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have really good friends. They, they just take care of me. I have to say. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. So do you think you'll, it was just a slip up and you're good to go? Or do you think you're, I, you know what you? this, my, <clears throat> my coat, my writing coach told me that I need to go out there and make friends with people because I was saying I didn't sell enough books yeah he's like well you need to go out there and you need to meet people and and I'm just like what do you mean and um so I I I need to do that and so I I wrote down everything he said and it's not going in because it's so scary for me you know I mean I don't know I can talk to you on this podcast but for some reason I uh, I'm like thinking that I'm a scared. So I need, oh, I need to go into that vulnerable space. There you go. I I could enjoy it as a thing that is going to, that, that is vulnerable. I mean, and then I could realize the possibilities. Oh my gosh. Okay. No potatoes today. <laughs> <laughs> no potatoes today. Instead, confronting your fear by getting vulnerable yeah yeah that's what i'm gonna do oh my gosh okay and when you confront that fear and get vulnerable are you going to be getting vulnerable just with yourself or with other people oh it's other people that's what he said i mean that's the problem i mean i was thinking okay i can go to church what he was saying is i need to go and be out there and people will love me he said and then if they love you, they're going to buy your book. So go out there and do stuff. And and um, I was thinking, and the first thing I thought of, well, gee, I'm going to have to write a speech, right? And he goes, no, that's off focus. Go out there and meet people. You know, and I'm just like, ah, I need to eat something. <laughs> the best, the best social trick I ever learned, because I'm an extreme introvert, but people say that I'm great at conversations. And I took this tip from how to win friends and influence people ah that's the book okay that's the book okay that's the one i was trying to think of oh really yeah it's a good book go ahead tell me um just uh listen more and ask great questions and like don't speak let me write that down yeah oh Listen more, ask great questions, and don't speak. And it works so well because people love to talk about themselves. And so when you give them a platform to do so, they will talk for 60 minutes. All you will have done is ask questions, and they'll leave that conversation. They'll look at you and say, you are so good at conversations. You're such a social person. Just because you let them talk about themselves. It like happens okay. so often. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, happy to help. Happy to help. All right. Cool. Well, so we got the foodaholic and the foodaholic comes from stress and the stress is like comes from fear and that fear comes from a lack of vulnerability. Uh, Lack of, of, yeah, of getting my head around vulnerability. Yeah. 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 And so we kind of got to a point where you're going to go out, you're going to be vulnerable people, you're going to do stuff. So 
that's kind of what actions you take when the limiting belief takes over. But if you were to change that limiting belief of around the fear and the vulnerability into an abundant phrase that really spoke to your heart, what would that phrase be? Um, I get the good stuff. I get the good stuff. That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, we got one last question for you. You ready? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm ready. All righty. So stick with me here. There's a little bit of pretext that's needed. And I want to frame this next question. Alex Hormozzi said that the difference between manip... First of all, do you know who Alex Hormozzi is? Romozzi? Alex Hormozzi. Hormozzi. No. You have got to watch his YouTube channel. Okay. It is uh, so I'm good. I'm out of room here. Alex H-O-R-M-O-Z-I-S-Z-S. Z-I. You were right. Z-I. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. He's a boss. But he said that the difference between manipulation and help is intent. And I think his point here is that when you're manipulating or helping somebody, you are influencing them. But manipulation is about getting somebody to do something you want them to do, while help is about seeking to understand what that person wants and then helping them get there. This question Ooh. is going to be about help, not manipulation. So there's okay. a common saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make it drink. I actually found out from Dr. Alan Laika, who was a guest on the show, that you can get a horse to drink. You just have to salt its oats. Now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> I want you to think of a person with a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change, but they hate their life. How can we, you and I, create an environment around them, not to make the choice for them, but to salt their oats and help them change their life? Oh, my gosh. I'm thinking about my brother. Um I don't know. I've been doing the whole Oponopono all around, yeah. around it, you know, to to just loosen the binds, um, and um, salt his oats. Uh, I, I don't know, but uh, maybe I could think of somebody else. It just seems like you know, like I can't fix it, type of thing. You know what? I got this other salt his oats. I, I think of other things, but but it's not salting his oats. Mm. What would salting I, his oats be? Well, my brother will not speak to anybody in the family uh -huh. uh, because he's so hurt. I mean, I had a I had a hard childhood. My brother had a worse childhood than me. Yeah. I mean, if you can imagine, and I don't imagine anyway. So he is so hurt. Um. When I was doing my healing, I, I did this book, um, Homecoming, Healing the Inner Child by Dobson. And I asked him to do it with me. And he said, Kathleen, I'm a husband and a dad. I cannot fall apart. I have to work and provide for my family. If I do this work, I'm going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. So um, I can't do this with you. And then <clears throat> after that, now he, he won't speak to anybody Um so I don't know how I could salt his. I could, you know, I could just have a lot of fun with his wife and um, 
and um, she could tell, you know, she she protects him from me. I mean, she won't let me near. She tells me, call me on my cell phone. Don't call me on the home phone. You know, stuff like that. Um, don't come over while Martin's home, you know, type of thing. And um, so um, I could pray for him. And, you know, if I do the Ho'oponopono, it will release the binds that he has with me, which is adversity. Um, <clears throat> so I, I'm thinking I could do that. And then um, also um, just asking God to make everything turn out okay. That's my main go-to when I don't know what to do. I just ask God to make everything turn out okay. And that could fix him on that side and fix me on this side so that um, maybe I need my oats salted somehow. Yeah. You know, yeah. so um, I don't know how I could, so I mean, that's, if that's salting the oats, I guess I could do that. No. There we but, go. Um, I can't even, you know, my sister-in-law is so afraid that if, if he um, gets put off any more than he is, he'll just disappear. He won't come home and then she won't have a husband. So she, she doesn't want me to do anything like friendly with him or anything, you know. I gotcha. Yeah. He worked for an airlines and so he can he can take off anytime he wants to. He's retired from an airlines. And oh, was he a was he a pilot? No. He he, he was actually uh he worked um in the office. Uh he was uh uh MBA. Oh, I got you. And uh, he was a whistleblower and he got bumped back to putting, you know, peanuts on airplanes. And oh, that was man. how he retired from them. But he didn't want to not have a job. Yeah. So he he accepted the, the bump back. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's been attracting crap, too, you know, in his life um, yeah. with his sad story, you know. So absolutely. That's how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dang, Kathleen, that's all we got for you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Timothy. I'm, I, it was very enjoyable for me. Of course. Yeah. We appreciated having you. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Kathleen had to say, make sure to check out her book. And she is in the process of writing another one. And then a third one should be coming out next year. So Kathleen, where's the best place to find your books and find you? If you, uh, well, my, uh, my book is wisdom on the Camino, a spiritual journey, sharing forgiveness and possibilities to inspire the rest of your life. But you know what, if you go on Amazon and you just put wisdom on the, and it, my book comes up. You don't even have to write Camino. And um, <clears throat> also on my website, wisdomonthecamino.com, you know, there's a link to it and there's um, some story on there. And, oh, you know what? I want to tell everybody that I have a gift for everybody who reads my book. And in my book, right across from the chapter titles is a thing that says, read this first. And um, all my friends were telling me that I need to put my books, my pictures in the book. And I was like, yeah, and then it'll be 50 bucks. Nobody will buy it. And so, um, so if you, so I made a website with my pictures. And so if you go in, you have to double opt in. Um, and then you can, um, the, 
pictures are organized per chapter. So you can like read chapter one and look at the pictures for chapter one and it'll be fun. There we so, go. Um, there you go. Wisdom on the Camino by Kathleen Donnelly Israel. Awesome. Love it. Well, thank you guys for listening. All the ways to contact Kathleen and find her book will be down in the show notes. We will see you guys on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.